Stir up the power of joy within us, Lord Jesus Christ. Happy Pink Candle Day. You will notice that the pink candle was lit today. Thank you, Hasfeld. And it's not just Pink Candle Day because we have a new rector who came with many gifts, so it's also Pink Vestment Day. Thank you, Nancy. Now, contrary to what many people believe and say about our Advent wreath and our pink candle, the pink candle isn't the candle for Mary. It's the candle for joy. Gaudate, rejoice. And our readings today illuminate the place that joy has had in our relationship with God throughout time. The prophet Isaiah, filled with joy, proclaimed a God who will bring good news to the oppressed, bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, and release to the prisoners. What joy. David wrote Psalm 126, likely to celebrate the decree of Cyrus in the year 536 BCE, which freed the Israelites from captivity under the Babylonians, and began the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. Freedom and restoration. That's joy. The gospel, I'm going chronologically, not in the order that we heard them. The gospel tells us of John the Baptist for the second week in a row, if you were paying attention, who called out from the wilderness that the awaited one was coming and would baptize us With the Spirit, what better reason to rejoice? And then Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, letting them know that God wanted the very best life for them and that the very best that this life has to offer is a life of rejoicing and prayer and gratitude. And yet, our existence is still not one of complete joy, is it? Christians are still not necessarily experienced by the rest of the world as people of joy and prayer and gratitude. John the Baptist is still crying out from the wilderness for us to make the path straight for Christ's arrival. Jerusalem is still one of the most painfully conflicted places on this earth. The oppressed are still waiting for the good news and the prisoners for release. People in our time and place are finding more and more reason and motivation to join John the Baptist, to call out from various wildernesses, to break various suffocating silences. The way still needs to be made clear. The boulders of abuse need to be thrown far from our paths. The potholes of hunger and poverty need to be filled so that all of us can gather with basic needs met to joyfully welcome the Lord of love. Weeds of greed and distraction need to be pulled so clarity of love can come into focus. A pathway for light needs to be made clear so that the darkness can be overcome and joy can win. But as we know, 
and have always known, from our anticipatory listening at the feet of Isaiah, to our conflicts in Jerusalem, to our hope as we hear John the Baptist calling out from the wilderness, to our community building as young Christians in Thessalonia, to our various efforts to end the destructive violence of our modern day, we know and have always known that the hopes and joys of our faith do not come easily or in any sort of predictable time frame. Sometimes we are overjoyed with a sudden sense of God's presence and love. Sometimes. But more often than not, we wait, we wonder, we breathe in and out, not necessarily knowing what to do next, what comes next. This waiting and wondering is Advent. This year, I found Advent at the top of a tree in a memory from when I was 19 years old. I had just learned of the death of a childhood friend. It was my first major loss, the first loss of someone my own age. I ran to a good high climbing tree and limb over limb over limb raced 30, 40, 50 feet up and then I stopped to sit and sob. When I was all out of tears, I figured I better climb back down. But I couldn't. It took strength to climb down. And I found that after climbing so fast and sobbing so hard, I was all used up. So I had to stay. Now, I didn't find clarity in that tree. I didn't really know what to do with myself. I wasn't particularly comfortable. There certainly wasn't joy. But I did know, even then, that God was with me. I do know that my strength eventually returned. And I was able to get my feet back on the ground and return to life, changed by the pain, changed by my time at the top of that tree. That is Advent. That is what Advent invites us to each year, to open our eyes and hearts to all the pain and the suffering, and to sit with God holding space and gaining strength. Our challenge today is to not allow our schedules and devices to steal this sacred time from us. Our call is to allow the discomfort of empty space, even when it hurts. If we cannot allow space to hold the suffering that we have no control over, like death and illness, we will learn to avoid all things that are difficult, and thus we will be unable to answer John's call to clear the path of the wrongdoings in this world that we can affect and can make way for true, deep, authentic joy. We have a lot of work to do. Let's not distract ourselves from it 
I want to propose two essential steps that we can take as we stand on the threshold this Advent. First, we sit in whatever treetops we need to sit in in order to be with God, with our pain, away from distraction, yielding to the discomfort, resting, willing to wait for our strength to return. You have known times that are far from joyful. You have absorbed great shocks of grief in your life, in our communal lives, in the lives of those close to you. You have called out from wildernesses, broken silences. You have experienced or witnessed trauma in various forms. You have seen war and poverty. This is what human wilderness looks like, and we have all seen it. And we are not meant to be numb to it. Find a place in you where you can hold space for this pain. Rest there. Be held by God there. See more clearly there if you can. And wait there. I don't know how long we will each need to sit in the treetops, resting, gaining strength and perspective. These things do not happen on your time or on my time, not even on God's time. But on whatever amount of time it takes for each of us to be ready to reinvest in the second step. And this is the second step. To rediscover authentic joy, having visited the other side. To clear the path, move the obstacles of our sins against one another, against creation, against our very nature as bearers of God's love in this world. It is big work. Our lives as Christians consist of feeling the pain of this world, retreating to rest and gain strength, and then getting our feet back on the ground to work and walk with Christ once again, working and walking toward the coming of the kingdom, where the way is made clear, where Jerusalem and all lands do have peace, where we can rejoice where the oppressed will hear good news, the captives will be released, the broken hearts will be bound up. Please, please, allow yourself this week to sit at the top of the tree of Advent, to allow your soul some rest and some empty space, So that you can be strong enough, again or for the first time, to walk in joy with the Incarnate One. So that you can truly see what Advent can be. What this threshold we stand on separates in terms of what is and what could be. What healing is truly possible. And what kind of transformative 
joy Christmas actually brings.